Sanders Snitker, Libertarian Republican and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, probational chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Konnichiwa, Alexan. Konnichiwa, bitches. How you doing, man? Um, I'm all right, I guess. I'm all right. A little bit of, little, uh, little uh, road weary from uh, having to wake up this morning to drive from Orlando to here. Yeah, yeah. So what was going on in Orlando? So last night... Uh, wasn't Ethan's birthday, but it was like his birthday, you know, weekend or whatever. And so he wanted to go to a specific place to eat called the Chocolate Foundry or something like that in okay. City Walk in Universal. It's All actually right. a good place. We've ate there before. It's good food. And so Danielle wanted to basically make like a weekend of it and go over there for the weekend. They're they're already they're still there. Oh, okay. So yeah. you just came back for the show then? I just came back for the show. I oh, okay. came back for you. Oh, mm-hmm. Do you have some loving theme that you can play at the same I, I'm time? I'm flattered. When I, when loving I you <laughs> is easy when you're in Orlando. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right. So I we went over there last night and we went to City Walk. Now, it's work day too. So like everybody's getting over there at different times, but then the reservation wasn't supposed wait, to wait, be. Wait, 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 hang on. Everyone's getting there at different times. How many cars did you take? Well, okay, so Danielle went over with Mikey, right? Okay. That's, yeah, with Mikey. And who's in studio with who's us in today? Who's in studio with us today, but not saying anything. He's doing a good job. Shut up, boy. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> so Danielle went over there with Mikey. I went over there with Kelly. Ethan drove by himself. And then Caden and Parker drove over there as well. So you guys oh, were... Oh, Ethan came over with his boyfriend. So you are totally contributing to uh, global warming. Oh, yeah. What we, you're oh, we, we knocked yeah. it out of the park today. Yeah. We knocked it out of the park. Good job. Nice carbon emissions. So, and then, so we went, to, but we went to City Walk. So the first thing I want to talk about is... City Walk? I don't... Like, you know what the problem is? <laughs> City Walk. Is, <laughs> shitty Walk. Shitty Walk. Welcome to the Shitty Walk. <laughs> um, that's two South Park references in like the first three minutes of the show, by the way. Did we do two? Loving you. Oh, I didn't. John consi- Stamos is like little brother. I, I didn't consider that a South Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I was I was going to the source material on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So first off, I used to be able to be okay with um, theme parks. I'm no longer. Right. Not because of COVID or anything, but just because nobody's following the rules of the people movers. Right. Because... When you're on a people mover, if you're deciding to not move, then you have to get to one side. If there's two of you, you have to be single file. Right. Because the people that want to move need to actually have a lane in which to do that in. So what you're saying is uh, basically there's rules of the road for the people mover. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and people aren't following the rules. Well, and the way in... People weren't doing that. They were just kind of standing there. Now, don't get me wrong. It now, was a where, mix. Hang on. Where, where, uh, and I know nothing about this place. So where do the people movers go to and from? Okay. So they're in the parking lot garage area, right? right. But in the front of it, where they have the basically like uh, where everybody's walking into the park, they have people movers there as well. Now, you don't have to use the people mover. Right. But the people mover works very well. I mean, it really gets people in and out of the park a lot quicker to have those things there. They don't have the like the trams anymore. They used to have like the trams and trolleys. Well, yeah, but it's not far enough for the tram or the trolley for where the parking is. I don't think I've been to Universal since. Universal's uh, not the same as Disney. I haven't been there this century. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we Universal Universal's not Disney. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's not nearly. You know what? Universal is more like the Disneyland in California than the Disney World. Uh, shockingly, here in that is I've I've been there more recently than I have been to any of the parks in Orlando. Jesus Christ! That's I, know. Funny. <laughs> I went there. I was in uh, L.A. on on business uh, about oh God, it must have been twenty years ago now, and went to Anaheim. You know. and, okay, so also like, just to give you a people update of being in a place with a lot of people. One, there was a ton of people there on Friday night. Okay, most of them were not masked. 
Okay. But some of them were masked. Right. But everybody seemed to have a good time. Well, that's good. I didn't see any. I didn't see any trouble. So, what did you do to? Did you stop to educate the people on the People Mover on how this should actually work? I mean, it's, it's no, 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 no. I see. I was under because of prior bad acts during the week. Right. I was under specific instructions to not cause any kind of a bad time for the rest of the people that were there together with me. Right. So I was on my best behavior considering that I don't do well with theme parks anyway and that I didn't want to embarrass anyone. So I decided that I'm just going to stand there. And it was also because the rest of the people that were with me couldn't move for shit. I mean, they don't, they just don't move fast. I mean, I just, right. I walk faster than they do right. in life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a fast walker too. Yeah. And I don't like not fast walkers. I got to keep stopping all the damn time. I know. But again, begin, hold on. But again, I'm, I'm having a good time here. I'm not trying to get all right. crazy or anything. So no angry Alex. Well, I mean, you have to just subdue it. Basically. Right. Right. At least that's what I'm going to tell the psychiatrist when I see him <laughs> on the ninth or the 10th or something. Nice. So, all right. So, um, we get in there and there's no plan whatsoever. Right. That we really had. The only plan is 1045 or 1030. We're eating at the chocolate foundry and that's where, and everybody will be there by then. So okay. Ethan, his boyfriend, then me, Kelly, Danielle, and Mikey were all there to begin with. Right. Right. And the first place we went to was this donut place. Well, when you walk up to the, it's called Voodoo Donuts. So it's got to be good donuts, right? Oh, I know Voodoo Donuts. Oh, yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Anyway, they're hmm. stupid. They're stupid good. Right, they're, isn't that from uh, New Orleans? I don't know. But they're right there. Hmm. So I, and it probably is. Probably yeah. is. Yeah. So I am, I look and I'm like, well, there's not really any line to it, right? But what are all those people standing over there for? And then as soon as I walk up, the lady's like, the line's over there. And then you see, and there is this line, like it's a fucking ride all the way around, right? To get donuts? To get fucking donuts, Jesus right? Jesus Christ. This is why I don't go to these places. Oh, I don't blame you. No, 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 I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And again, look, you know, it's just a pain in the ass. But at the same time, look, everybody in the family's having fun, good time. Right. You're supposed to have fun and good time. So there you go. So we stand in this first line. This is the first line. Now, I will say this, is that once we got the donuts, which were expensive, Right. They were some good fucking donuts. Right. Like I got a fucking, like a, it was like a Boston cream, but they call it like an Oregon cream or something like that pie or Oregon cream, whatever. And yeah, then a, fuck Bostonians. and a tang one and a tang flavored donut. Mm, that's just wrong. Uh, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> I can't believe you ordered the tang flavored donut. Well, I like tang. So like getting a tang yeah. flavored donut was interesting. Uh-huh. Like I had to try it. Yeah. So we, we did that, and then we had a drink, and I had like a rosé mule or something like that, which was like uh, three olives, vodka, and uh, strawberry puree, and ginger beer, and uh, something else. I don't remember what else, but um, it was good. I actually liked it. It was pretty good. And we're waiting around to basically get to this chocolate foundry, but finally everybody shows up, right? And we were having a good time. Don't get me wrong. It's all been a, it's been a fun time. But the chocolate foundry place, you got to get in line. So we get we get in line, but we don't really need to get in line because we have a ten thirty. We have we had a, reservation. We right. have a ten thirty reservation, or yeah. so we thought. Uh-oh. So uh oh, I get so I get up there. Now here's the thing: I'm not the one that set this up. Danielle's the one that set this up, right? And we get up there, and so I'm like, you know, he asked for my phone number. You know, I have a reservation, Danielle, ten thirty. So he asked for the phone number. I'm like, I give him the number and he still can't find it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Right. And I'm like, you know, because I'm, again, I'm going to be calm. No problems here. <laughs> Not my problem. Yeah. Danielle comes up. And so Danielle's like, you know, do you have a confirmation number? Danielle's like, yeah, it's on my phone. So I look it up. She hits the button to look it up. It's under like text or whatever. Right. Looks it up, shows it to him, and then she looks back at herself. And I think she saw something there. Right. And she's like, oh. Wrong date. I set this up for the 30th. <laughs> so we're yeah. not going to the chocolate foundry today obviously because right. you you can't walk up there and just go to it right you have to stand an hour and a half line yeah 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 like so, you, if you wanted if you wanted to eat like at midnight yeah and then we went to hard rock same thing so we couldn't go there and either this is where he wanted to go right and danielle was so upset about it. i mean she wasn't like danielle didn't say anything right. of like how upset she was yeah but and it was on her anyway so it's not my fault and right. i'm not mad because i'm like i'm like look i wanted to, now here's the thing I'm hungry at this point too. So there's an added stress of being hungry of like, well, I've had to wait till 1030 other than the donuts that I have, which were not enough right, to get a meal now. And so I, it's time to eat now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mentally prepared for the, for a meal and we're going there. Right. Right. Yeah. You're eating at the burger kiosk now. <laughs> well, hold on. We're going to get to that. Point. Yeah. So 
you know, she's like, well, let's just go somewhere else. I'm like, okay. And again, I'm not causing any problems. I didn't cause any problems the whole night, by the way. Right. So this, this is not a buildup to me causing problems. So we, we like, well, we're not going to go there. So we're going to go somewhere else. So basically we go to the city walk food court that city has walk. a Burger King, a Moe's and a, a China Panda or Panda Express, Panda Express right there. Right. And so everybody gets in separate lines, but there's so, so, many. so basically it's a, it's an interstate exit. Yes, I, I, except for I would say that the, the, after I found out, the interstate exit would probably not run out of everything. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Now, don't get me wrong. It was late at night, too, so you almost want to give them a little bit of a pass. But you're a theme park charging double the prices. Right. You better have all the shit there that you fucking get. Right. Because here's what they didn't have. So I asked for tacos. That's easy, right? Easy tacos. Right. One thing I like is I like mushrooms on my tacos. Oh, no mushrooms there. The other thing I like to have with my tacos is salsa or hot sauce or any kind of sauce like that. Oh, no, we don't have that here. Like Panera Bread running out of bread. Right. You know? Yeah. Wait so, a second. Wait a second. Wait. A taco, somewhere that serves tacos should never run out of hot sauce. Never. Right. Now, that, that's a, that's a fucking mean, sin. You should have a keg of that in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, you're dealing with, look, you're dealing with, uh, the, 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 you're dealing with employees that suck. So there you go. So I get my taco that has no, I, and I get my chips, no salsa. So I have to use the, I had to use uh, queso, which I don't mind queso, but I was in the mood for something else. I had three tacos, which had no hot sauce on them whatsoever. So I had to eat them without that. And they overfilled them to begin with with the stuff that they did have. And the taco shells were small anyway. Like, so it was hard to eat. It was all over the place. It was a pain in the ass, by the way. Right. But I didn't do anything. You know what? We went through it and it was a good time. You know what? And here's the thing. It was kind of funny in some aspects because, you know, it was just like, no, we don't have it. No, we don't have it. Like, and they weren't even like apologetic about it. It was like, fuck off. We don't have it. So essentially you spent probably in the neighborhood of 600 bucks to go stand in a bunch of lines and you got a donut. <laughs> a good donut. <laughs> you, you you spent 600 bucks for a tang donut. Well, I didn't spend that much money, but. Well, admission price for, you know, what'd you have? No, 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 no. no. City Walk's free. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. City okay. Walk is the free thing. Oh, like you can just walk you. around in oh, City Walk. I got you. Okay. All right. So that didn't cost any money. At least go. that's uh, that's uh, better. Oh, yeah. No, if I was going to... Uh, shit, I'm not going to pay for a whole day in a theme park without going for the whole day. Okay. So... But yeah, I, see, I, I don't understand the rules of these things, I got so you. I don't Okay. Know. City Walk is like a free park. Like, you can just go there yeah. and hang out. There's bars, right. restaurants, stuff like that. You can just go there, have a good time. Right. It's outside the entrance of the park. Yeah. So... But so the, you can go there and uh, not get into any restaurants and, uh, you know, then buy fast food without all the accoutrements. Yeah, at double the price. At double the price. That sounds awesome. <laughs> at double the price. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. <laughs> I do not understand why people go to places like that. I don't anymore. Look, yeah. I tell you, look, I got to tell you, when I was younger, I used to love going. Yeah. Now I look around and I'm like, this is the biggest fucking hassle. It's like I feel every time is a test. Yeah. Like, are you going to be able to make it through without blowing up on somebody? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Last night. I accomplished that. I accomplished well, the goal. That's actually a, 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 so, a big kudos to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a. You, no one was embarrassed. You've grown, Alex. You've grown. Well, I, no, yeah. I held it at bay. <laughs> well, let's not, let's not, let's not kid ourselves here. Look, I, and again, there are so many people that love these places, but I, I would be hard pressed to. I can't imagine myself going to a theme park. Uh, and having a good time. Now, the only exception to that is if you have little kids and you see how much they enjoy it, then it's worth all the hassle and frustration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if, if, yeah. If, if you get to see that, you know, how, how much the kids are into it and, and how they, they're looking around with wonder and they're just yeah. so excited, and then it, then it makes it. But as an adult, I can see zero reason to ever go to a theme park. I'm waiting on grandkids. I don't have any grandkids yet, so I'll probably be, you know, uh, backpedaling on that as soon as I have grandkids to be like, come on, Grandpa's going to take you to Disney World, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Actually, I'd be rather like, come on, we're going canoeing, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, That'd be more my You might do, but here's the thing, though. If those but little, I would certainly do it But if, if those little kids. kids come to you say, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa Andrew, can we go can to, you, can yeah. you take oh, me yeah. to Disney World, Grandpa? Like, You're like, fine. Okay, let's car. go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, that'll just knock you down right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, like, the government's not going to tell you what to do, but those little kids are going to rule your world. I'm such a pushover. Yeah. Such a pushover. You'll be like, whatever. Yeah. Okay, let's go. You can have fun. So, you, I guess you didn't get to watch any of the Olympics. 
No, no, no. Okay, no. I didn't watch any of the Olympics, but I have heard some of the pre-stuff. And there's one thing I did want to talk about in that aspect. After you get through with what you wanted to do. Oh, well, I, I didn't actually. I, I, I did watch a little bit of the opening ceremony last night. In fact, I watched uh, I watched a full 37 seconds, uh, which for me is uh, quite a bit. And I got to see a guy uh, on a treadmill in the middle of the... Was the treadmill moving? Yeah, he was running on a treadmill. I don't understand. <laughs> you know? What the fuck? The fucking Japanese, man. <laughs> you know, I thought the Chinese were bad because they're like, you know, the Borg. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the one in Beijing? Yeah. That was just like, oh, oh fuck. They're, they're going to, they're 20 years and they're going to rule us. Yes. Um, uh, but the Japanese are just so freaking weird, man. You it's know, and then I saw they had this, uh, this, uh, they had 1800 drones that, uh, formed a, a globe a lighted you know a representation of the earth uh, above the stadium oh my god and everyone said it looked like the death star <laughs> which i thought was that's cool too yeah you know? but yeah uh, but at least at least i have to give the the japanese credit because there was talk that the japanese since they can't have any fans in the stands the stadium's completely empty um they were going to put robots in the stands <laughs> And if they had gone through with that, I think we would have had it at a, a uh, uh, some type of Asimov uh, DFC to our list uh, to accommodate Yeah, there's that something one. we'd have to. <laughs> yeah. There's something that would have got added. That, that would have to definitely hit the uh, dystopian futures chart. But uh, no, uh, thankfully. I feel they, like that's a combination of Terminator and Gladiator. I, I was going with iRobot on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe iRobot. Yeah. Okay. So, but, I'm waiting for that to make its debut, by the way. What? iRobot. What is iRobot? On the DFC chart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. waiting for the I, I, debut. Yeah, the DFC debut. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for that, though. I was going to say, yeah, that kind of debuted about 50 years ago or so. Well, no, no, I know that, but we haven't really gotten it on the chart yet, though. Actually, what that that might have been much longer back than that. That might have been the 50s or 60s. So, yeah. when did Asimov write that? I have no fucking Mikey? idea. Any Mikey idea? doesn't know that shit. No? So he's he's shaking his head no. No, even though so, I will I will say this. So last and he looks horrified that I put him on the spot. Yeah. Well, last <laughs> Friday night in the garage, by the way. Yeah. Is that uh, Ray Ray came over and Mikey got some tan. We were alternating songs, right? Right. And Mikey played some good stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't bad. He he got there. He got pretty deep on it. Yeah. Nice. Deeper than I think. He like, would. give me a couple of examples. Oh, I got. Hold on. Well, give me an example. What's an example, Mikey, of one of the songs you played? Killer Queen. Oh, by Queen, yeah, of by course. Queen. Yeah. What else? Um, what a fool believes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? A little Michael McDonald. What a fool believes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played Michael McDonald. I'm telling well, you, it was he, a weird he beat though. He dug into the yacht rock uh, <laughs> genre. <laughs> yacht rock. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was totally okay. That was totally a different different subject though. Yeah. Now Adrian also has set a new rule in the uh, in the way over here in the car. By the way. Okay. Not because of government, but because of his own laziness, actually. It's not laziness. It's of annoyance. Of course it's laziness. It's, what are you talking about? Well, hold on. I know that you're saying it's annoyance, but... Are we talking about the seatbelt rule? Yeah. Yeah, you have to put your seatbelt on. But why? I, I don't want to hear that fucking thing beeping the whole so, time. So, but why don't you just disconnect the thing beeping? Why don't you just put your seatbelt on? See, that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, that's what I'm trying to get at right there. Yeah. I, I mean, all things being equal, that's the much simpler solution. Literally, nobody ever rides in my truck except for you, and you ride literally three quarters of a mile. Yeah. So why would I go through all the trouble of disabling that buzzer just for one time a week, the four minutes you spend in my car? That's true. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. So what's the simpler solution? Disconnecting the thing. <laughs> Put on your damn seatbelt. <laughs> you know, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, they did that on purpose by... Well, you, of course the they thing. did, yeah. I do think that that is somewhat of a free market solution to a societal, like a, a safety problem or whatever. Right. Of just putting that in there. Right, but just in all so, fairness, they should have a switch on the dashboard that you could turn it off. Well, maybe not make it that easy. Maybe yeah. maybe not make it that easy. Yeah. And I, I don't even know, but like it's just funny with the... Well, like we talked about before, I always wear my seatbelt, but that's just my personal choice. It's not because there's a law, yeah. you know, it's because I I do that Yeah. because um, I think it's a good idea. Uh, but, uh, you know, you apparently don't. I normally, here's the thing, I wear, I wear the seatbelt all the time now. I mean, not because it's yeah. the rule, but just because I get used to it now, though. Yeah. You almost feel a little, like, a little loose That's what I'm saying. I don't, feel, I don't feel secured without the seatbelt. Yeah. It's kind of like my, my cozy blanket, like I'm an infant being bundled. Your duvois. You know? 
duvoir. Is I that, think that's the word. Is, is duvet? That, no. Duvet? I don't, a, I don't know. I think a duvet is like a dresser I think or something. I, I think or maybe I a duvoir. I don't know. I don't know. I, you're close to something, but I don't know the right answer. <laughs> oh, so I did, want to, I did want to mention one thing on the Olympic thing, though, before we move on. Hmm. <laughs> did you hear that USA the other day played Sweden, the women's soccer team? Okay. And that USA lost three to nothing. Okay. Now, Sweden, like the USA was on like a 50 something game win streak, right? Or whatever. Oh, really? Like, okay. like, oh, yeah. I, I don't they're like that. the number, normally they're the number one team. Yeah. But the one team that they don't seem to have, they seem to have trouble beating is Sweden. Okay. Now, the women, not all the women, but some of the women, a, a good amount of them that are on the women's team, on the U.S. women's team? On the U.S. women's okay. team. Are very outspoken, kind of lefty people that are, you know, they're kneeling for the, they're kneeling for that. They're, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're making their political activism known, basically. Because of this, there were people in America that were happy that they lost. Okay. It's weird that we're going to get to a time that things are so polarized, things are so political, that instantly half of the people hate sets of athletes for their political activism. Are you, You're saying get to? Well, look. I, I think we've been there for a while. I mean, it's happened at times, but it hasn't been as sustained for as long as it is right now. Yeah. Like the current movement has been sustained for a lot longer by a lot more people than like one guy holding his hand up during the Olympics or something along those lines. Right. And waited until the end where you've known about these people's stuff for a long, long time and they're putting it out there. It's weird because when I saw them lose, I didn't watch the game and saw them lose, but when I heard about them losing, my first thought was, well, if you're not, if you're focusing on politics and not focusing on your game, that's a problem. Eh, yeah, I don't know if that take away from it. But I don't think that, I don't know if that's yeah, a take away from right. it or not, though. I don't know if it is or not. But you can have opinions and still, you know. But because they acted like a bunch of, but because I I don't like the way that they've acted, I wasn't that upset about it either. Right. But then I caught myself and I'm like, well, I kind of still want to see the USA win, though. Like I don't want to see them lose. Well. I would have to say that, um, you know, I, I, I care about, you know, what these athletes, um, you know, uh, political activism is about as much as I care about the outcome of a women's soccer game, <laughs> <laughs> which is nil, nil, nil. nil. Yeah. Nice. Good I don't, reference I don't care about your opinion. I don't care about your game. And basically, I'm just waiting until, uh, you know. All women's sports are just all uh, trans women, and uh, we actually have a real competitive, uh, you know, uh, equilibrium in sports. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do find that I find that part to be funny, by the way, right. as well. Yeah. When you have like Martina Navratilova is actually very much against the uh, trans um, the men that were women playing in their sports. Of course. Yeah. And but she's a feminist though. Like she's a you know hardcore lefty feminist. Right. It's just weird sometimes when you see the lines break in yeah. these things. Yeah, because it, that's that's the kind of issue that can go either way. Yeah. Know? But, uh, it, you know, <laughs> it, if you're being rational at all, at some point you have to accept just the reality of biology. Well, I mean, you'd think you so. Know? I mean, the, a trans woman is always going to have a physical advantage over a biological woman. Yeah. Period. End of story. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Now, the funny thing is, I mean, if you get it earlier, then the advantage is a lot less. Right. But you don't want it. I don't know if you necessarily want a child making a permanent decision at that age. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. But at any rate, not to get into that issue. Yeah. We actually we uh, we're already uh, you know a third of the way in the show. And we have. <laughs> <laughs> we, right, so we the, didn't even want to get into anything. So uh, actually, it, it, we do want to get into a little bit of COVID. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, uh, one of our brethren, uh, one of our fellow uh, broadcasters. Uh, has unfortunately come down with COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, it is, uh, oh shit, I forgot his name. <laughs> He's a conservative, uh, and I. And when I say brethren, I just mean radio, not political views. Uh, Phil Valentine, who I seem to recall uh, hearing before. I think back in the day he might have filled in for Limbaugh or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he has come down with COVID, and the media is jumping all over this because... Um, well, they're labeling him as an anti-vaxxer and a you know COVID denier and all kinds of just you know things. But here is what he said that caused the media to 
uh, use this as such a delicious irony, so to speak. He said, quote, if you have underlying health issues, you should probably need to get the vaccine. You probably need to get the vaccine. If you're not at high risk of dying from COVID, then you're probably safer not getting it. That evokes shrieks of horror from many, but it's true. Okay. Now, I have said that. We have both said that many times on the show, and it's that data-based. It's based on looking at the CDC numbers. It's based on looking at the number of uh, people with uh, pre-existing conditions, the, the age of the average uh, COVID that uh, had uh, severe uh, you know, uh, uh, symptoms and or died. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, in my mind, that's a pretty rational analysis, but the media has portrayed it as like, anti-vaxxer gets COVID. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the, the other side of the equation that they take a completely different angle on is Eric Clapton. Now, have you heard about what yes, happened? Yes, I have Eric heard Clapton? about Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton uh, got the vaccine, and he had a very, very severe reaction to it. Uh, in fact, um, he said, uh, uh, the reactions were disastrous. My hands and feet were either frozen, numb, or burning, and pretty much useless for two weeks. I feared I would never play again. I suffered peripheral neuropathy and should never have gone near the needle. But the propaganda said the vaccine was safe for everyone. Now, Eric Clapton is refusing to play any venue that uh, forces uh, you know, uh, participants, uh, spectators, uh, from getting, uh, that you know, requires them to be vaccinated in order to be in the arena. Um, so he's refusing to play those venues. Um, and it's funny, they're taking a completely different approach on this one, but they're also being very hands-off of Clapton. Um, and, you know, I just find it funny that both of these guys are having a rational and reasonable, you know, a, a position, in my my view. I think the people who are like the, the extreme anti-vaxxers are, you know, just out there crazy and i think the people who are saying everybody's going to die unless 100 percent of the people are vaccinated and you're killing grandma if you don't get vaccinated are also out there yeah you know what i'm saying but here's a couple of people that had rational positions but one of their positions was really exploited by the media and used as a cautionary tale and i really think that the biggest problem again and i've said this oh god i sound like a freaking broken record on this is the inability of people to put things in true perspective. Yes. You know, it's the inability of people who are unable to make rational decisions based on data, you know. And this kind of reminds me of the Monty Hall uh, uh, dilemma. Are you familiar with this dilemma? I'm not familiar with this okay. dilemma. Remember the old show, Let's Make a Deal? Mm -hmm. Everyone sat in the stands wearing stupid tests, uh, co oh, yeah, costumes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the big games on that was pick a door, right? Uh -huh. And you had three doors. And behind one of the doors was a great prize. And be behind two of the doors were, you know, stupid things. And in the analogy, they usually use a car and then two goats. Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, you pick your door, right? And what are your odds of getting uh, the car? By picking one door out of three. 33.333333. Exactly. Three, 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 okay. three. Then what happens is Monty Hall says, well, hang on a second. I'm going to show you one of the doors that has a goat. And he opens one of the doors. You pick, Let's say you pick number one. Uh -huh. And he opens number three. And uh, um, there's a goat behind that. Okay. Now, what are your, what are your odds of door number one uh, having the car? At that point, isn't it just 50-50? No. The odds of your um, your door having the car is still one in three, right? Because you picked before you knew that. Okay. So it's still one in three. But what are the door odds of door number two having the car? Mm, one in three? No. Two out of three. So in that scenario, statistically speaking, you should always switch. Because Monty Hall... Knew, he knows where the car is, and he knows where the goat is, okay? So once he picked door number three, he revealed that absolutely that was a goat, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So now there's a much higher probability that it's in the other, uh, it's in door number two than it is door number one. You see what I'm saying? I guess so. So you should always switch your pick. Now, that's completely counterintuitive, but when you run the statistical numbers, it works every time. It's, right. it's a mathematical... Uh, you can prove this mathematically, and you can prove it by demonstration. You can take three cards, okay? Uh, two aces and a queen, for example. Yeah. 
and you're trying to pick the queen. If you do, if you repeat this experiment over and over and over, you will have a two thirds chance of picking if you switch from your initial um, your initial choice. I got okay? you. But my point being in, in talking about that is the fact that 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 is so counterintuitive to people that people don't actually think mathematically, statistically, with data. So the way that the media portrays this really just shapes that emotional response that people have to everything in both directions. Yes. You know, instead of just being 100% honest and analytical about the data, which they never do. And it's so frustrating that we make so many decisions in our lives uh, based on emotion and uh, and, uh, innate intuitiveness that is oftentimes wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and that just it's so frustrating. Well, here's the thing, though, but constantly. you have the media that's driving everything towards emotion. Right. And then they're complaining because people are making emotional decisions. Well, I don't think they are complaining in this case. In fact, um, let's go back. Well, they're to, at, well no, they're happy. OK, they're not complaining, but they're going after the guy that got it, even though he said what he said was a very reasonable statement. Right. Right. And now. The thing is, is that based on the data, even though he was in that statistically uh, tiny category that got COVID uh, and had a severe reaction to it, he still made the right decision. And see, that's what everybody in the media is saying. See, oh, look, he made the wrong decision. But no, no, purely statistically speaking, he made the correct decision based on risk versus reward. Now, the outcome was not good for him. But going back in time, even knowing, you know, what you know now, it would still be the the correct mathematical and statistical decision to make to not get the vaccine, at least in my opinion, for his health and his age group. Yeah. Okay. If he was 79, then it would have been the the better uh, mathematical and statistical uh, thing to take the vaccine and risk the side effects. But at 61 and in good health. It's the better mathematical decision to not get the vaccine. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like, you know, everybody wants to say that he made the wrong choice and in, in a way he did. But he, that's hindsight In foresight. He absolutely made the right choice. Yeah. You know, at least uh, it, from from the data perspective. You know, and it's just so there's not much of that left in the world. Well, you know, I, yeah. Well, no, no. And look, if you listen to how this week they've been doing that, they've been talking about the coronavirus is that there it's about cases are going up. Cases are more of Delta is more transmissible. Delta is more transmissible. You know, more people are going to the hospital. By the way, I think I had Delta, too. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think I had a mild case. Uh, the end of June, I had a really, really bad sore, sore throat for like two days and a cough. Um, and I thought it was because I was out on the beach and there was a little bit of red tide left and I thought it was yeah. just a reaction to that. But in, in retrospect, hearing the COVID, um, you know, symptoms, I'm pretty sure now I've had the Delta variant variant too. So now I've had the original COVID and the Delta variant. Uh, the original COVID was pretty bad. I was in bed for a few days with a you know hard time breathing. Um, but the Delta variant was just a mild sore throat. Well, it was a pretty. Well, maybe it's because you already have the antibodies. It, exactly. Exactly. So I probably you've already got I've already had it. So essentially, when people ask me if I'm vaccinated, I'm probably just going to reply. I'm inoculated, which <laughs> by definition, I am. Yeah. yeah, it's probably true. All right. So but what I want to get to here is if you listen to how they're talking about it, it's all about how many people get it. It's not about how many people died, though. They or dropped. Even, they, 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 they for the most part have other than to say. 99% of the people that have died or 90% of the people that are 80% of the people that have died have We're been unvaccinated. unvaccinated. Yeah. But but again, this is twisting the numbers to invoke a emotional reaction. Right. When if you were just to give the facts of the case of like no one, not no one, but very few people dying. Right. Like if, if I tell you that only 10 or 15 people died when it was like thousands before, well, then you're gonna be like, well, I mean, it just happens. I mean, it's you. you, you right. We're, we're we're in the flu category area for sure now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a absolutely. I, it does seem that the mortality rate now for the Delta variant is right around the same mortality rate as the flu. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, we're still getting all freaked out about it, but uh, but you we know. don't need to get freaked out about it. But they're making us get or the the media and government right now is doing everything they can to freak 
people out about this because they don't want to lose the control that they've been able to gain due to the virus. Now, uh, segueing, uh, Rand Paul and Fauci had a standoff this week <laughs> in Congress. You could say that. Uh, you could. That's a word for it. This was absolutely amazing. We, uh, we might want to play the audio. Do you have this. the audio ready for I, this? I, I think I do. Uh, you know, should we just play the audio? And you can't play it the whole. It's too long of a clip. I listened to it, but you. I mean, it's if you. Oh, I thought I grabbed it. I didn't actually grab okay, it. Okay. Well, at any rate, though, I can tell you what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. First thing he did was he says, "Now he wanted to tell Dr. Fauci that you know that lying to Congress is a crime, punishable by whatever." Right. And like, and then laid out. And this is the part I don't get: is that Rand lays out scientifically what's going on and uses right. facts and data and backs all of it up. The thing that they're arguing over about right now is semantics. Yes. Well, no, Rand's not arguing over semantics. Uh, well, Fauci Fauci's trying, trying to, carve, to a carve out using semantics. And it's so thin. Well, it's here's the thing. By the way, because again, these guys get to define it however they want to define it. And, and here's the other thing. Fauci has been on record in the past of being pro gain of function research. Yes. He has he has said and I don't know the exact quote but basically if even if this gets out and kills a bunch of people it's worth it's it. worth it. Right. Yeah. That's fucking evil as far as I'm concerned. Right. Right. Now, go ahead. Well, I was going to say what what the NIH did under Fauci's direction was uh fund Wuhan lab for gain of function or what they're saying is uh, they did now that he's saying they did not fund specifically gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. Yeah. But the definition of gain of function is uh, making it more transmissible, making it more deadly or making it transmissible between species. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and essentially the Wuhan lab did the third did the third. Yeah, and potentially did well, the, the you second. Proved, we've proved that they've done the yes, third. Yes, without question. There is no one is even, even Fauci is not denying that. So He's now. He's just saying it's not gain of function. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Initially, Fauci desi uh, denied any connection with the Wuhan lab, denied any, the virus came from the Wuhan lab, anything like that. They denied all of it. It's just like, no, that's just crazy talk. It came yeah, from yeah. that market, you know. And did it real quickly, too, which is right. not very scientific, by the way. It's not at all. You're not um, following the science there, fuckboy. So basically, they they keep backing off, backing off. Okay, yeah, it, it did come from the lab, maybe, but, you know, it's it, it wasn't anything that we had anything to do with. Yeah. And then it turns out, yes, the NIH was funding funding uh, research into specifically gain of function on coronaviruses. Um, but now they're saying that it it wasn't technically gain gain of function, even though the Wuhan lab made this bat go from animals to human yeah. or, or made this virus go from bats and and uh, primates and then to humans. Yeah. OK, um, th there's no doubt that they did that. What Fauci is now having to stand on is the fact that. By their definition of gain of function, making it transmittable between animals and humans is not gain of function. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and he is like being completely indignant about it. And he's like, oh, no, you, sir, are the liar. You don't know what you're talking you about. You don't know what you're talking I want to, on the record, say you don't know what you're talking about. This guy is such an evil person. Yeah. I mean, we've said that all along. Um, but you know, a lot of that was going on, on just a, a few issues and, and a gut feeling and you know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. kind of like instinctually, this guy just seemed like a really bad dude. But now we know for a fact that he personally was extremely involved in the development and potentially release of this virus. So the guy that we're turning to for all the answers is the guy who caused the problem in the first place, or at least was, was part of it, was part of it. An well, enabling factor. Highly responsible for it because he approved the funding to do the research at the Wuhan lab into the coronavirus. Yeah, but hold on. Now, now, now let's make, make sure that the, 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 the funding that was specifically paid for that the report came back on, right. that that virus there that they did is in no way can be considered the actual the coronavirus that's out right now like COVID-19 the stuff that they did the research on that they're claiming the research was done on right is there but money is fungible right and so if you're paying for that kind of research they're able to do other kinds of research using your money well it, it, they were still here's the thing they were still doing research on gain of function 
um, for a coronavirus. Yeah. They were trying to make a coronavirus transmittable from uh, animals to humans. Yes. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But there's but the ones but, that they are claiming are specific. Right. And this is what Fauci tried to say. He's like, look, he's like, he's like, well, there's no way that the, the virus that we did could be the coronavirus. And Rand's like, well, I'm not making that argument. Right. Like, and he kept saying that. But this is what Fauci does. And this he ought to be a politician. I mean, really. Well, he is a politician. Well, he is. Yeah. But he will try to adamantly deny a point that the other side wasn't actually making. Right. Kind of like Trump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's amazing to watch guys like Fauci and you want to talk about a really, you want to talk about a problem is that f Trump should have fired that motherfucker as soon as he got in there. Yeah. Trump's an idiot. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying is that that's just, it shows another failure of not getting rid of enough. Like you weren't draining the swamp when you didn't drain that guy. Right. Right. So, but at any rate, um, yeah, but that was, that was really a, a beautiful exchange. I wish I had the audio ready on that, but, uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, go ahead and look that up, that exchange between, uh, Rand Paul and, and Fauci. And, and I, I think Rand Paul was brilliant the way he approached it because he, he forced, uh, Fauci to basically admit 80% of what he was saying. And, and like you said, the, the, the final outcome was just an argument over semantics. Well, and Rand now has went to the justice department to see about getting charges for lying. But right. they're going to go nowhere. Like, everybody's covering for Fauci. Again, oh, yeah. it's, it, this is the yeah. two separate reality freaking thing. Yeah, the Justice Department is that they're all like, like, Rand has laid out evidence that's pretty freaking clear to anybody that's there. Right. Like, it, it, this is not something that's even up for discussion. He lied. And the thing is, it's not, I'm sure nothing's going to come from it, at least not while in this administration. But down the road, he needs to pay for this, man. He needs to pay for it with, it, there needs to be criminal charges because he lied. Never happened. It never is going to happen. No, I know it's never going to happen. And it sucks, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, but I just was, oh, it's just, it's so irritating to watch that though. Um, You want to get into the, uh, the, the two D DFC points for the Cassandra trigger, by the way? You know what? Let's save that for second hour. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, that really probably want to explore that a little more, but uh, I would uh, like to talk about the uh, New York city socialites running scared from BBC's uh, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, docuseries, <laughs> you know, and here's another thing. And, and again, this is another thing that shows you the reality we live in today is that you know, we we had the the Epstein revelations, the the pedophile island, uh, Maxwell's in jail, but yet all these people that were their clients, and all these people that uh, you know somewhere in a locked vault is a video of them doing all kinds of unspeakable things, uh, is uh, is still not out there. You know, it is going to be interesting what this uh, documentary reveals. I'm very much looking forward to it, but there's I'm hoping it's good. I'm it, hoping it tries to say as accurate as possible. Though. The, the fact that there's a whole bunch of New York City socialites uh, that are very scared about it is uh, <laughs> is rather telling. Yeah. yeah. Unless this is like some kind of trumped up story to uh, to get you to want to see it, though. It could be. You never know. I mean, it's it's the uh, it's it's page six of the uh, I think. What is that? The post? Is it the Post or the Times that does page six? I think it's the Post. Uh, page six, I think, is the Post. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, could go either way on that. They're not necessarily the most reliable paper in the world. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But we'll I'm, I'm happens. sure it's true. I mean, just based on what we've known in the past, I mean, how many billionaires and celebrities have we already seen that are were real cozy with Epstein and you know, had their photos taken with them and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton amongst them, mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> yeah, two former presidents, uh, not to mention a whole host of celebrities. Uh, one, you particularly like his rendition of, uh, somewhere beyond the sea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I gotta tell you, love Kevin Spacey singing. Right. Right. So, you know, here's the thing in a weird way. I still like him as an actor. Yeah, I, it, it, it's it's. I try very he hard. He was to, so good as Frank, uh, or whatever, whatever oh, the name yeah, of the character yeah, was. House of Cards. He was so good for that role. He was as natural for that role as like Morton or Robert Downey Jr. is for like Iron Man. Right. Like you're just made for that role. Oh, what about Soze Kaiser? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, dude, just great. Yeah. And I actually loved the movie K Pax. You ever see that one? I see kind, it once. It kind was of a an long obscure time. one, but I really, really liked uh, like that movie. Yeah, he's but a good. So, yeah, yeah, almost in this day and age, you have to separate 
the actor from their actions or the actor from their politics. Otherwise, you'd end up just hating everybody. Yeah, but <laughs> I have such a saying? hard time doing this. Why just end up hating everybody? Uh, yeah, that's I, what I'm a call psychiatrist. I, I, I try to I try to put it away. So, so you're actually going to a psychiatrist, huh? Yeah, or you go yeah. to therapy. Well, I, I I don't know what the difference is between. The two. I kind of figured. I I think you're going to therapy, not a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist is actually a a doctor. Um, and no, I think I'm going to a doctor. A real doctor? I think so. No, oh, okay. Hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. Hey, where's my phone at? Give me my phone over be, there. Because, uh, you know, they're they're uh, usually dealing it's with part of the agreement. pathological. <laughs> what, wait, what, wait, what? What agreement? It's part of the agreement I made with Danielle. Oh, I thought uh, this might have been a plea deal or something. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you know, psychiatry. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Beacon psychiatry. No, you're fucked, dude. So. You realize that, right? What do you mean? Yeah, don't do it. What do you mean don't do it? I got to do it. The one thing that the Scientologists get right is don't trust psychiatrists. Oh, well, I'm screwed now then. Yeah, you're, you're totally fucked, man. I guess so. Next thing you know, I don't know if you're going to be here next week. Well, you think they're going to Baker Act uh, They might. No, they're not going to Baker They act. might. God, yeah. I hope not. Yeah. Well, that's why I was always scared of going to one. Just don't Here's the thing. If I do go get Baker acted, I'm blaming Danielle for that. Don't tell them about the voices in your head. Okay, I won't tell them about those. Yeah, don't tell them no, about that. No, I won't that. tell them about Don't tell them the neighbor's dog talks to you either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I did want to bring something else up, by the way. What was that? I think we talked about this a little bit, but the, it, a lot more has come out now. The Michigan kidnapping case of Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, wait, hang on. Hang on. Let, let me guess on this one. Uh, it was actually all FBI agents. <laughs> is that, is that going to be it? <laughs> Hold on. So BuzzFeed News put an article out about this. And in the in the in the article, it says this: an examination of the case by Budfleet by BuzzFeed News also reveals that some of those informants, acting under the direction of the FBI, played a far larger role than has previously been reported. Working in secret, they did more than just passively observe and report the actions of the suspects. Instead, they had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot, starting with its inception. The extent of their involvement raises question as to whether there would have been a conspiracy without them. Now, I'm telling you right now, after listening and kind of reading this article, these guys are getting off. Oh, yeah. They are getting off. And they're getting oh, off they because... May or, well, they may or may not. They may or may not. I, I can't see. This is entrapment. This is in, And they didn't actually oh. do it, and it's entrapment well, all day long. Hang on a second. How many times have we heard the story of the FBI picking out someone who has potentially radical views and approaching them like they're, you know, Al Qaeda or something like that and say, Hey, we need you to blow up this thing. And Hey, you can do it. Come on here. Here's the bomb. Go do it. And then they jump in and arrest them when they, they actually do it. Now left alone, this guy probably just would have been making angry comments on Facebook. Oh yeah. You no, know what I I'm understand. saying? And, and I understand. Yeah. So I hear you. Basically what they do is they put people in the situation to support things that probably would have never happened unless they got involved yes and they even supply them with everything they need to do it mm -hmm. yeah it's like you know don't you see that that's not really i mean granted look if they take that last step yes they have committed a crime well technically no they haven't because nothing bad happened you know they had an inert device on them for example yeah um but yeah i i can understand that line of thinking but when all the causality came from law enforcement itself that should absolutely be entrapment and that should ab absolutely be an acquittal yeah now here's the thing as far as me and you are concerned right whether they did it to a guy from saudi arabia or a middle eastern or a muslim or whether they did it to these guys right here who you know americans right we are consistent in that the government shouldn't do that either way i'd prefer they do it to muslims because <laughs> i don't like asians but, you know, that's just my personal view. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's just when, so hard hey to man, have a conversation when, when, with you about when they When they set, start setting up my boy Bubba, we, we got problems. <laughs> we got issues. Well, no, no. That's why they're going to get in trouble for this one, by the way. <laughs> right? You just said yes. exactly why the, the FBI is going to get in trouble for this one. Because yeah. they mess with some white people. Yeah, if this guy's name was Muhammad Khalid, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> I mean, but it's wrong that they did it for either one of it, them. It's absolutely wrong across Expe the board. Here's the thing. Especially, look, look if you listen to this, um, uh, uh they did more than just passively observe and report on the actions of the suspects. That's all they're legally allowed to do. I don't they're know. They're not allowed <laughs> to do anything more than passively observe well, and report. I don't know if that's technically true. I mean, I think it legally, is. 
I don't think there's anything legally to prohibit them, but it should definitely well, it's called entrapment. It's called entrapment. Well, it, other it than should that. taint the conviction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a thing. It's so I don't know that there's any. I doubt there's any specific law prohibiting them from encouraging or, um, you know, helping a potential suspect actually carry out an event or make them think they're carrying out an event. But it should, without question, uh, be grounds for acquittal. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. It should be. And these guys should get off now. Not that. Here's the thing. I don't agree with going to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, by the way. I don't think they should do that. I don't think the FBI should plan things like that. Right. <laughs> but that's the king. Yeah. I don't think the FBI should plan things like that. No, the, the FBI probably should not be planning kidnappings. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. yeah. You don't actually prevent kidnappings by planning them. Like, I f- here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like these things are done to create this narrative that there's these domestic terrorists when they don't exist. <sighs> I don't know if it's a... Yeah, maybe. I, maybe. Uh, it, I don't how think, much traction was used on this case oh, a ton. in order to advance a, a narrative. But was it a grand conspiracy? Or I don't is think it, it was either, though. But I think right. it's just one of those things where I think it's one of those I think things. people are all moving in. The, like the bad guys are all moving in the same right. direction. They don't got to have a conversation and a meeting in order to do I, it. I think there's a deputy director that's thinking, oh, man, if I can pull this off, it's a promotion for me. And we'll yeah. get a budget increase. And yeah, there's a lot. Know, there's, so everybody's working towards their own. Like the system's right. almost set up in order to uh, yeah. advance this. And that's more of the issue. I don't think there's a bunch of people in a smoke filled room saying, OK, now we've got to create a plot yeah. to do this. But this is why you got to the FBI, though. What's got to, why you got to get rid of government because this yeah. is what happens, you know, especially true of, uh, you know, all these government agencies are there to self perpetuate and to grow. Yeah. You know, that's their objective. Everybody in every government agency wants to make sure that they get more funding than they did last year. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, they'll do whatever it takes to do that. Yeah. You know, and the, the, the motivation for everyone is there to do it. And if they don't have some big headline grabbing plot to uncover, they're going to make one. Yeah. You oh, know, speaking of that, by the way, I think there should be a new curriculum set up for ch- children's education. OK, not critical race theory. Right. Critical government theory. I like it. <laughs> I like because it. I think if you went to go through this and took a critical look at government, you'd find that it's really bad all the time and it just goes bad. So here's the thing. Let's have a new education standard for critical government theory where you actually give an accurate and honest look at the government. I, I would like that. that I know would you be would. Good. Yeah. I know you would. That's why I said yeah. it. Go- maybe government race theory. I, I, don't, I, I don't want the word race in it, though, because it takes away from the fact that the government is the really problem, not government race is a problem. Well, yeah, it's all the above. Yeah. Every uh, every racist element of our society was legal at some point. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. No government's fault. Hey, speaking of governments, we love. Oh, China, 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 uh, China just threatened to nuke Japan this week. All right. You know why? Uh, in, in case they defend Taiwan. So really, yeah, they literally and it was not just a veiled threat. I mean, it was a full on uh, like here you go. Here is. And again, this is a translation, but I'm sure, you know, with as many people looking at it, it's a um, uh, a valid translation. So uh, President uh, Xi Jinping uh, pledged a complete reunification with Taiwan. And he said, quote, Uh, If China intervenes, and now I'm quoting, we will use nuclear bombs first. We will use nuclear bombs continuously. We will do this until Japan declares unconditional surrender for the second time. When we liberate Taiwan, if Japan dares to intervene by force, even if it only deploys one soldier, one plane, or one ship, we will not only return fire, but we also wage full-scale war against Japan itself. That's a pretty serious threat right there. You know, uh, literally threatening to not just nuke them once, but nuke them continuously until they unconditionally surrender. These guys are just off the reservation, man. You know, I don't understand this one. Hmm. I'll tell you what I don't understand. Like, you can't stop our nukes. Right. You don't think we're not going to nuke you? Oh, yeah. If if Japan... if China nukes if China Japan, nukes Japan I don't know. we nuke China. I don't know. I don't, oh, I I don't, don't know, know if we would or not. I, 
I gotta tell you, I think Xi Jinping's a well, dead man. Actually, like we're gonna whatever we town he's to, in, we're gonna fucking we're gonna bomb his town, whatever one he's in. We may actually have to because I think we still have a we do a defense pact yeah. with Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, they're not a NATO member, or are they? No, I don't think they're a NATO member. But I think we still like from world the end of World War II, we still have a defense pact with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's still our obligation to defend Japan, even though they're starting to build up their own military. But uh, in other China news, uh, China. Uh, is just buying acres and acres and square miles and square ma- miles of American farmland. Um, and it's it's estimated now that they might be the biggest uh, land owner um, uh, of U.S. farmland at this point. Um, oh, no, okay, no, it's, it's not that big. It's 192,000 agricultural acres in the U.S. worth $1.9 billion. So that's, that's yeah. probably not the, the largest there. But they're buying it up at, at record rates. Yeah. So they're just, uh, you know, that's a sketchy thing, too. I mean, you think about it, that we have a hostile nation potentially controlling our our farmland. Um, what would stop it, uh, China? Well, for, and receiving taxpayer subsidies. Yes. Yeah. Amazingly. Um, but what would happen if uh, suddenly China bought all this farmland and then just decided we're going to burn it all? Which, as the landowners, they would be well within their rights to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, Here's the one thing about the land thing that 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 I while I wouldn't agree with the government doing the government will do a second they have a problem with somebody else is that they're going to foreclose on that fucking land and just take it anyway. I think they ought to see because you can't because you can't take the land to China. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it still stays here in America, right? And we'll just they could, no, they can destroy ass. it though. That's what I'm saying. They could, they yeah. could, but you know, and what? that would be their objective is is to uh, they would want to disrupt disrupt the U.S. food supply. Yeah. Do they own enough land to actually do that? At this point, I would say no, but they're buying it up so rapidly that it's obvious that they're trying well, that to... Well, Bill Gates is buying up a lot of the land, too. So. Well, yeah, he's probably trying to do the same thing. Yeah. I, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if China and Bill Gates have a population reduction plot. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's my wild conspiracy theory for the day. That, I mean, but yeah, only that, one? That is a... a, a and, and here's an area where under the world that we live in today, and again, I'm an anarchist, I don't want to see any governments anywhere, but under the world we live in today... I think it would be in our best interest to seize all the Chinese land in the U.S. Yeah. at this point. I, I really believe that, you know, uh, because these guys are just, you know, they're they're out of control. And when and if they do attempt to, quote unquote, liberate uh, Japan, uh, Taiwan, I don't think the Taiwanese people feel that way. Um, you know, shit's going to go down, you know, unless it's all bluff. But I yeah. with the Chinese, you never know how much is bluff and how much isn't. Yeah. You know. So I doubt they'd lob the nukes because I think the uh, consequences would be uh, too severe for that. I don't think anybody's going to use nukes again. I don't know. I mean, maybe a dirty bomb by a terrorist or something, but I don't think any country's going to actively nuke another country only because I think that they all fear that, I mean, look, we have more than everybody else and we will nuke you. Well, here's the thing. I think that if China believed they could get away with nuking Japan under the scenario that uh, Xi Jinping put out, um, and they wouldn't, and the U.S. would not retaliate, at least not retaliate with a nuclear response, which is very likely. Um, I think they would do it. Hmm. I, I actually believe they would do it. I mean, it's possible, I guess. Yeah. But. Because the nations of the world that support China um, wouldn't care as much. You know? Yeah. So the nations in which the, the uh, China is uh, closely aligned... Um, you know, wouldn't have nearly as much of a problem with it as the NATO nations would. Yeah. And they care less and less about what the NATO nations think. Yeah. You know, so it could be interesting. See what happens. Uh, but not as interesting as a uh, porn star at a conservative youth convention. Yeah. From Turning Point USA. <laughs> Did you read this? Yeah. This is funny. Look, I got to tell you, look, I know who Brandy Love is. Right. Brandy Love is smoking hot by the way but i don't understand these people that go to these fucking conventions by the way right here's the thing this woman in all reality is a conservative she may be a porn star and she may do a lot of porn but she's still a conservative and she's showing up to your event they some people there harassed her right and she ended up leaving end up because of it now me don't wrong she's i'm sure she had a good a good thing about it but I, I don't understand it when they are like, like when they're angry and mad and yelling at this woman. Right. 
Like she's she's not showing up to troll your stuff. She's no, actually she's showing up to support, support your right. stuff. Well, it, basically, it's a whole bunch of uh, ultra conservative parents that are pissed off that all their you know thirteen year old kids who attended this event knew who Brandy Love was, and that's really the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? now here's the thing: it says absolutely fucking speechless that conservative org TPUSA has invited an actual porn star to a conference that minors attended. Do you think she was actually trying to bang minors when she was there or something like that? I'm sure the minors were hoping so. <laughs> well, I'm sure the men minors were probably, yeah. Uh, um, well, anyway, uh, we got that and much more on the, in the second hour of the show, but we are out of time now for the really? first hour. We are. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you'd like to join us, uh, yeah, so much in the show notes we didn't get to so far. Uh, but if you'd like to join us on the other side, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, sign up, become a supporter, and you'll get a whole bunch of free swag and more content. We'll see you.